Hello and welcome to the True Growth Podcast. Today we have a fantastic guest today. I'm very excited because my very good friend Rachel Pulley is here with us today. Say hi Rachel. Hello everyone. Rachel and I have just got back from a September work away. We were up in Bonnie, Scotland for a few days um, where we were um, learning to surrender to what is. I don't know how else to describe that. Um, that's what the episode's all about. So, um, But as you know, September has been all about releasing and letting go to overcome any mindset blocks and barriers, any stories that we tell ourselves for psychological mastery. So Rachel and I decided we wanted to share our experience with you because we have a shared love of being outdoors and thought back down in March at the beginning of lockdown that going off to a small holding in Scotland for a few days uh, would really push ourselves out of our comfort zone. And we could then embody adventure even when it feels like we are being restricted. So Rachel is going to come on the show today and share our learning and experiences and particularly how that relates to creating your own happiness and learning to pace yourself so you can create real balance in your life. And of course, to understand and appreciate your limits and boundaries. These are all vital skills for us in our lives and in our businesses. We had some bonuses too, because for me, for sure, and I'm I'm going to ask Rachel shortly what her take on it was, but I definitely got a big heap of appreciation for the beauty and um, abundance that surrounds us in our world here on the south coast of England, as well as in Great Britain, and um, also the joy of living. Doing what you love with who you love every single day makes such a difference to your happiness inside and out. So without any more chitter chatter from me, let's welcome Rachel to the show. Welcome to the True Growth Podcast with me, Viv Allen, success coach and trusted counsellor. Each week, I'm sharing with you the best of the tools, tips and techniques I have learned in over 10 years of professional and personal development designed to empower you to take courageous action in your business and in your life so you can free up more time and earn more money. It is my mission to lead you towards your inevitable success on your terms so you can live a more joy-filled life by connecting what's in your head with what's in your heart. If you're ready to live your life with more ease and fun, doing what you love with who you love, then this show is for you. So welcome, Rachel, and thank you so much for coming along today. I'm really excited to have you on the show. Can you start by telling everyone a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, First of all, I've spent a lot of my time at work in the corporate workplace, um, partly for Microsoft and for government bodies such as DEFRA, um, as a project manager, which I've really enjoyed. But a year ago, once my children have all left home and are now living and working in London and don't need my support anymore, decided to live on the West Coast full and try and work down there full time just to have a better life balance. I was born in Poole, so I love the South Coast and know it very well. I have a lot of family down here, so it was an easy move for me to make. The difficulty has been trying to find some work that I enjoy and find fulfilling, particularly because of COVID, which has really upset that apple cart this year. Um, so I, I started to rent out my apartment because being on the South Coast, 
that's always a good way to earn a few extra pounds, which gave me some extra time. And with that newfound time richness, I decided I would look at doing a bit more exploration and traveling. I love working outdoors. In fact, I always wanted to work outdoors, never actually worked outdoors as a job, but it's always been a dream. So WorkAway is a site where you go and work for free for five hours a day. And in return for that, you get free accommodation within a community, all sorts of different communities, and you get free boarding and lodgings, and you get to meet all sorts of people and do all sorts of different jobs. So that's how where Viv and I have just returned from. A bit shorter than usual, as we had to cut it a few days short, but nevertheless, we learned a lot and had some really good fun. <laughs> we definitely had a lot of laughter. What was it particularly that interested you about WorkAway, though, as a scheme? Because in my new life, it meant that I would be time rich, but have less funds to go on holidays. Um, and in that world, I thought I had to work out what will I miss if I choose this as my world moving forward. Therefore, I have time, but I don't necessarily have so much income. And I thought the thing, main thing that I would miss would be travel, meeting people, broadening through travel and new experiences. And that led me to work away because once you have got your flight to your destination, then there's very little cost and you get very involved in the community there, learn a lot about the country, meet some new people and hopefully also learn, you know, this week I learned some things about looking after hens, about um, how to leave onions out to dry, dig potatoes, all sorts of things. Now, easy learnings, but really good fun and things that I can now add to my list of attributes that I can offer to future workaways. That's fantastic. Lots of people dream about work-life balance, but what does it actually mean to you? I suppose it means that working um, and balancing your income with your time, which is never very easy because the demands on income are always so large. And for a lot of my life, they have been, and I've definitely not been balanced in that way. And now I find that I am balanced. I can have the opportunity to choose to be more balanced if I want to. And I'm definitely finding that appealing at the moment. It's um, only been this year. So I'm still wondering how I will last through the winter. Obviously, there's lots to do in the summer. Lots of things to do outdoors, particularly paddleboarding, going on the boat, swimming, you know, cycling, endless things you can do down on the south coast when it's sunny. So my next challenge is to see how I last through the winter. Yeah, I think you say there's that big trick, isn't it? Because of your love of being outside. And we were quite lucky, weren't we? In Scotland, the weather was was kind to us. But I can see that it's a very harsh environment to be living in when um, the weather turns. Yes, definitely. Um, we certainly noticed that, didn't we? We have an evening here and there. All of a sudden, the temperature dropped. And the people out there, as we learned, are very hardy. <laughs> Doors and windows open and we were softy summers was our nickname. <laughs> but nonetheless, we managed. But as you say, I think it would be difficult in the winter. And also boredom, you know, the lack of daylight hours um, and people. That's another thing I learned on the work away was that it is important, you know, lockdown, a lot of people have been on their own. You do need that interaction. Otherwise, you get too insular, too in your own mind, and you stop remembering how to tolerate other people, other mm. people's thoughts, and you forget that conversational, communicational skill because yeah. you don't have to use it daily. And I really, yeah. really noticed that 
that, yeah. you know, people that, and for myself, I felt mm-hmm. I was less tolerant because I haven't been having to daily go into a workplace and tolerate, you know, tolerate is too strong a word, but, you know, work with mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. I can do what I want all the time in my own mind. And even mm-hmm. in the short time that I've been doing that, yeah. I felt the difference. That is so interesting because obviously workplace is changing so mm. much with everybody working mm. from home and you don't have to rub alongside each other quite the same way. You know, you're at home. And Not good. <laughs> you might yeah. want a, a Zoom call, but, you know, like that's about it. You get yeah. a lot more time, like you say, really on your own, in your mm. own mind. Mm. It's interesting that you noticed already the impact uh, that it had on you having been at the corporate world for a short time. I work quite a lot with business owners in my coaching practice whom are sort of solopreneurs and maybe have a team but of remote workers. And I would definitely say that a common theme um, for business owners on that sort of scale is the feeling of isolation mm-hmm. uh, because you don't have the camaraderie, you maybe don't have people can bounce ideas off with, and and the repartee, the the rapport. I mean, <laughs> there was certainly some moments um, digging potatoes, which we did as a team effort. Yes. You yes. know, which you know made what was a really heavy going job, well, fun. Well, um, definitely. And that was the one thing I think I was when I was talking about pace. You know, learning how to, you know, share the role, swap the jobs around, go at things from different angles, so that we could make light work of what was a heavy load. Yeah, and get the job done rather than, you know, do it in different installments. Didn't we over the mm-hmm. couple of days spread out the jobs? Um, we also had a very different environment to what we were expecting, didn't mm-hmm. we? And that was um, quite a challenge on arrival, wasn't it? <laughs> but we managed to overcome that. And I, I'm really quite proud of the way we did that because we just laughed, didn't we? We just yeah. laughed. We made the best of it. We jollied the situation up and made it more pleasurable for everybody, mm-hmm. didn't we? Not just us. Yeah. And I do feel proud of that. And we did a lot of work, didn't we? Yeah. A lot of work. We made a real difference mm-hmm. um, and came back with good feeling, though it wasn't. there were some... Um, Challenging moments. Yeah. Put it that way. For sure. Yeah. For sure. What did you, what's the one thing that you really learned about yourself, do you think? I mean, you did already touch on, you said how much you'd appreciated perhaps already that how quickly you can lose skills if you don't use them. It was a biggie for me. That was because I that I'm fearful of you losing that skill. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. it's very, a very nice thing to have. That I think mm. it impacts your whole life, mm. not just your work life, your social life too. And I definitely learned that too much time in your own mind, going down your own paths, mm-hmm. can be destructive. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I have, you know, I feel like my necessarily my own, but I felt I was less open, less open to situations, other people's views, other people's worlds, mm-hmm. just a bit more close than I feel I have been previously. Mm-hmm. That's also that I really do love outdoors and I would like to do more so the thing that I've dreamt about um wondering if it was just an idealistic view I actually do love that I love that I love Mm. that through this experience you've been able to sort of solidify what was an idea Mm. Mm. um because it's a bit of a try before you buy the scheme yeah oh gosh yes yes because there's a lot of unknowns Mm. wasn't there and as we Mm. both also learned that in things future challenges or future trips that we do with Workaway, we would have a lot more clarification beforehand Mm -hmm. because there were things we just hadn't thought Mm -hmm. of that on arrival were quite disappointing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so so yeah, that I think is another learning. You know, a bit more planning, but not a major for me. That one, I'm not. I'm not really worried about that. It was going bound to be that way. Mm-hmm. Next time, there'll mm-hmm. still be. Oh, I didn't think of that. And there'll be lots. Of, there'll be a long <laughs> list of clarifications. <laughs> finally, yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. I think that's it for, again, if I'm just kind of relating that to business, again, that's something that, that comes up again and again as a theme. There's often a gap between our expectations, i.e. the story, the way we're playing out in our mind, the way we imagine things to be, and the reality. Mm-hmm. And that can be um, in terms of your own skill set, like in what you imagine you have as skills, but actually, you know, you dig in, you surprise yourself because actually you've usually got a much wider skill set than you realise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that was um, the, that capacity you feel that you think you have to be tested and realise that you do have is really nice. And to meet you, who also is like that, because neither of us made it hard work for the other one. Because in those situations, I think often you can be with someone that you've also got to bring up. Mm. You know, they're very disappointing. Mm-hmm. You know, they're mm-hmm. finding things challenging and you're responsible also mm-hmm. for keeping them positive. Mm-hmm. And I felt both of us were very naturally positive and okay this is the situation this is how we're going to make the best of it and this is how we're going to make a big impact and leave with a lot of work completed and a lot of help done mm-hmm. yeah for sure and I do think that's about surrounding yourself with like-minded people I think mm. you know the biggest takeaway for me from the experience was and I don't know how you do this this is again something which comes up quite a lot when people are building teams yeah. So you recruit for skills because, okay, so we recruit, you know, we chose that that um, work away on the basis of the, the work that it would be outdoors, it would be a small holding, it was going to be in Scotland. And perhaps we made masses of assumptions about what all of that would mean. And again, the same thing can happen when you're recruiting people. You recruit for skills and you think that means you're going to get people who share the same values as you. But ultimately, mm-hmm. um, I think a lot more recruitment nowadays goes on to, you know, you're thinking about team building, the skills you can teach, like you learn, like you say, like how to look after hens, <laughs> but you can't teach someone those values that you want to be able to share with. I think that was, for me, one of the biggest takeaways is having mm-hmm. that. We have a lot of shared values in terms of wanting to have lots of fun and adventure and always bringing joy to a situation. And not everyone comes from that place. They've, they've got different experiences, mm. a different background. And yeah, I think that's for me that when you comes to recruiting a team or you're coming to, to set up a project, it's about what is the common goal here? What's the, the shared value? Yes. And the work practice and the work ethic. And as you say, personality and positivity and, you know, all of those traits. Mm-hmm. do actually play a large part because they can be very counterproductive even with somebody that has the right skill set um, in a team it can make it more hard work for people you know if those if people are lacking in those ways I, I suppose in the recruitment area that's very difficult to understand in an interview scenario mm-hmm. because people are a bit more um, reserved and a bit more um, you know reticent to just let their personality flow they're probably concentrating themselves more on fulfilling the requirements of the um, job description. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's, well, well, certainly my experience from recruiting team members, it's definitely been something which can only come through from uh, a conversation because it's mm. about, you know, building relationships with people. Um, and it's only through that you start to discover uh, what, what their experiences are, 
um, which have led them to understand their view of the world and, and like you say, their, their values. I just want to backtrack a little bit. I was thinking about you and your work-life balance and the change. You said now your children have sort of fled the nest and you're a free agent to a large extent. You're free to design your life the way you want it to be. You've chosen to live here on the South Coast and to step away from the corporate world and see if you can make some other adjustments so that you can create that work-life balance. But what difference has that made to your family, to your children, the people who are still um, in your life? I suppose a main difference is that now they're all finally adults. I find it's very pleasurable for me to go and stay with them um, in their flats in London. They've all got jobs they're enjoying and that gives me a lot of pleasure because now I feel I can enjoy them, their company as people um, without having to always be worrying and having to be in that parent role. I find that a massive relief and also that is what ultimately gives me the feeling that now I can sort of sit back, take some time and work out what it is that I want because I know that they are, you know, they're on their path. They're all on their path. Obviously, they're not finished now, done. You know, there's uh, hiccups are going to be along the way, but it's not all down to me anymore. Mm -hmm. They are, um, that I find a massive change. Mm -hmm. I'm not used to that. My my life's actually always been, like most mums, always been a bit secondary to that. You know, Mm -hmm. these are, I have a lot of, um, things I have to fit in before I start meandering down this path of where's my fulfillment because you are fulfilled by your children anyway so but now yeah now I was looking elsewhere and that's my big question at the moment that's so interesting a lot of the people listening to the show I know are mums and perhaps mums of younger children Mm. who will be right in the thick of it trying to create a business trying to um, look after their young family and (laughs) You know, working out where they fit mm. in all of that. So it's interesting that for you, your fulfillment came out of being a mum. And it's only now that you're thinking, well, actually, what is it in life for me? Mm. Yeah. Yes. Also, though, I did enjoy my work. Mm-hmm. I felt um, I was definitely very conscious that I didn't go into my work too much, that it would um, have consequences on my family. They mm-hmm. were the priority, but I felt I kept it to the highest level that I could yeah. alongside. Yeah. So my work in London for DEFRA was actually, uh, my youngest was then at university, so I did have freedom then, and that was mm-hmm. a real chance to be able to work all sorts of hours because mm-hmm. before that I'd been quite restricted mm-hmm. into there. And that, and that I enjoyed mm-hmm. um, for a couple of years, but then after that, having done that for two years, I realised that was actually more than I wanted at this stage of my life mm-hmm. yeah well again I guess as well you know it's back to that work-life balance I mean you you're working all the hours mm. yes you were getting great pay no doubt but it's equally you were getting paid because you're working masses yes, of hours yes, yes, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah. I, I, I liked the challenge um I suppose in a way this conversation is making me feel my ideal would be three days work at that sort of level um, in that sort of interesting environment to work with, with those sorts of um, people, you know, who are making big changes mm-hmm. in the world. And, you know, so that, I suppose, would be my ideal, but that's very, very hard to come by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, listening to you speak now, I can hear um, a sort of theme is, you know, how important it is for you to make a difference in people's lives. Yeah. And um, I suppose that's what you're saying. The challenge for you right now is, well, how can I do that and maintain mm. my ability to have an active outdoor lifestyle and keep a positive mindset? Absolutely, because it's also about health um, in, in your 50s. For me, 
Um, I feel very grateful that my health and energy levels are, I think, very high. And I want to maintain that as well. So, you know, not to be working in a sedentary role mm-hmm. for so many hours mm. is also quite a big factor yeah. for me. Yeah, and I think that's a challenge for a lot of people yeah. now as well in this this year. I mean, this hasn't been a matter of weeks, this is months now where we are all working, you know, from home, and which is fine if you've got an office set up at home, but if you're working from your laptop on your sofa, that is not great for your health in any shape or form, is it? No. No, and I've, I've noticed in my son, actually, because he's the younger, he's 23, I've noticed his change. He's in his mind a lot and I'm, I'm a bit, well, not concerned. It's life, you know, not desperately concerned, but I have noticed a change mm-hmm. because he's at home a lot on his own. Mm-hmm. You know, looking at future life 20 years down the line, mm-hmm. you know, really don't need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I was thinking that um, I know you said uh, that things that are important to you about having like, uh, you know, has the, as I say, healthy lifestyle and maintaining a really positive outlook in life. But you also mentioned about a feeling of abundance. Can you tell me more about that, the, the feeling of abundance that you'd like to keep continuing to cultivate? Yes, I, I feel I've had that a lot of my life. Um, I tend to look at my life and think, oh, it's just been wonderful. I've really enjoyed a lot of it. I feel very thankful for my upbringing, though it wasn't perfect. My parents were divorced, but I feel very thankful for my family, my sisters and my mum. My dad sadly passed. But of the, I recognise more and more in my later years the positivity and sense of fun and love of life that I got, that I've taken for granted, obviously, because that's all I know. But how well it serves me in, you know, my life and always has done. Mm. And I hope to have passed that on to my children. Just the sheer fun. You know, fun is very, very important, mm. you know, as well, alongside all these things that we know, achievement, health, all of that, you know, mm-hmm. we're here to have fun too. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I was just thinking about um, some of the moments that we had up there in Scotland. <laughs> Which ones? Which one? Yeah, I'd love to be able to share some of the sense of what we experienced up there. <laughs> what was um? Is that one of the stories that that sticks out in your mind? You want to share with everyone? Oh, um, I think it was well one particular story. Oh, I suppose the 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 lunch with the shabby that really did stick out <laughs> in my mind. Like in the morning, we'd get up early, go and make tea. Um, often we'd be sleeping in our clothes. So there wasn't a lot of getting ready going on because it was really quite chilly <laughs> and we were only going to get filthy and the beds were fairly basic. So, um, we would just get up as we were, get, make tea, go out, dig potatoes, and then we'd get produce from the garden. We'd just walk around. We'll have these. Let's have these. Let's have the eggs from the hens. Let's have the potatoes that we've put the fork through because we've dug them incorrectly. We hide the evidence of those. We'll cook those and eat them. And then we sit down and I just have a lovely bottle of Chablis and the contrast of the work we were doing and the way we were looking with the civilised, well, I suppose by having a bottle of Chablis was really, really quirky for me. I really enjoyed that day. <laughs> I love the, the mixing the luxury oh, yeah. with the basic, Yeah, um, you know, that it was a small holding in rural Scotland. I don't know, guys, if you're getting the pitch here, but it was, you know, having come from this. It was messier, out, tidier outside than inside. 
cleaner outside than inside. <laughs> it was definitely very different from the sort of house that we're used to living in. Um, Rachel and I are both quite cleanliness snakes to godliness. So, you know, we... <laughs> Um, and like you say, that contrast of being able to enjoy a fine wine. And for me, it was the luxury of sitting down for lunch, being able to share that lunch yeah. break with a really good friend, laughing about the dirt under our nails, which was never going to come out, I don't think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, being able, like you say, to, to share a glass of wine, which is just something I would never do on a normal weekend. No, lunchtime. No, no. And then carry on digging potatoes. Yeah. But also the impact we left, I think, in the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's only afterwards, because uh, we've been messaging still with the group, that you realise, um, from every aspect, us and you know the rest of the people, the di- the impact that you did actually have, which is often the way, isn't it? Once you return home, you look back and think, mm-hmm. "Oh yeah, you know." There was lots of things I didn't realise I was um, experiencing at the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, certainly, I know that my mission is to touch people's lives. I know that's something I get the biggest kick out of in my business. Um, is when I. I, I run into clients sometimes years later and they remind me of something I've said to them and I'm like, I don't even remember saying that. You know, it's <laughs> like, <laughs> because I don't think all the words I come out of my mouth come from me. I sometimes feel like I'm pretty much guided. And that impact, like you say, the ripple effect, we, yeah. we were only there for a short time, but that ripple effect goes both ways. You know, that group of people have touched our lives, we've touched their lives, we've made a difference in the world and Mm. that's Mm. huge to have done something from what feels like quite a simple and natural yeah um intuitive not a forced trying to yeah just just did Mm -hmm. yeah and i I feel very keen like you i can see within our messaging because we have a group whatsapp that Mm -hmm. everybody is feeling a bit like that you Mm -hmm. know just wanting to taper it off nicely like the end of the experience really but as you say make that impact Mm-hmm. A little bit more, well, not a little bit more positive, just um, emphasize yeah. it by just a few more messages of things that we, you know, missing today because we're not there. And, mm-hmm. you know. and and again, I think that kind of links back to what we were saying earlier, you know, in a world where everyone's retreating behind their computer screens and working from their laptops um, and often in a very isolated or strange way. I've been out to the grocers today wearing a mask again and it's just such an unnatural experience Mm. for us. Um, To be able to still connect with people is going to be vitally important to remember those skills and to remember to tread lightly, I Mm. think. Um, mm. on, on the world and on, on, on our impact with others. Definitely. I definitely felt exactly that um, when I got back more than when I was there, um, that, that feeling that I expressed earlier. That, you know, we're all in our own heads a lot. We're going to lose, if we're not careful, that skill of rubbing along together, enjoying mm-hmm. rubbing along together and also broadening within, you know, mm-hmm. alongside each other. Mm-hmm. For sure. Absolutely. Um, it's been such a pleasure to have you. I could chat away from you for hours, <laughs> yeah. as we have proved. <laughs> yes, yeah, trying to test it. But as far as um, you know, everyone who's listening to the podcast, thank you so much for listening in. I do really appreciate it. I am checking the numbers, and it's fantastic to see that the podcast is listened to all around the world. But I was wondering if there was, you know, if there are like 
I'm going to put you on the spot here. Sorry, I should have prepped this question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your top three takeaways. From that. From, from that. the workaways. Yeah. Um, top three takeaways. First one, my and the most overriding one, is that I really enjoyed it. I'm glad I enjoyed it as much as I did, and I would want to do some more. I'm keen to do some more. Number two, be open-minded. Well, I was open-minded, but I think I looked at you and you were more um, of understanding where people are um, and the different people that they are. Um, I felt I had, pre- I felt that was quite an adjustment for me. And, uh, you know, as I said, and, you know, twice now, mm-hmm. that I think that was a key takeaway for me. You know, you do need to keep your open-mindedness. And the third one... Um, the how how my love of nature and outdoor I've always always had it's my solution to every problem in the world for myself if I go for a walk oh, the world's fine again um, and that was just emphasized even more where we were the situation we were in you know it, it wasn't dire making that sound yeah. dire but the beauty all around mm. there's just nothing more powerful for me the power of nature mm. yeah and that, if I may add my own takeaway mm. to that I definitely feel that one of the reasons that we enjoyed that experience and we made, we did laugh and <laughs> so much fun out of every situation, including the fly that came out of the coffee pot, by the way. <laughs> that was after we spent the morning cleaning the kitchen. Um, well, I would say that my one like thing on that is knowing yourself well is really key to understanding your own happiness and how to make yourself happy and I'm sort of really excited to hear that this is solidified for you you know I thought I liked the outdoors and now I really know this is what I want it's my future that's the way to go and I would say to anyone who's listened to this podcast whatever you can do I mean I signed up because I just said yes Rachel whatever you want to do I'll do it (laughs) but I knew I was nervous I think I did a podcast or I definitely went to something on social media just before I went oh my god guys you could tell I'm nervous I'm I was nervous because I was pushing myself out of my comfort zone I was definitely doing something um that was different and I I do love the outdoors and I've lived on a small holding but it was just swapping my office for a field for a week and what <laughs> was I going to encounter so I would encourage you to push yourself outside of your comfort zone That is, as they say, where the magic happens. Do more of what you love with who you love every single day because this is it. This is our life, guys, and um, we only have the one. So you make the most out of every single moment you can because that is definitely what we're here for. Okay, so Rachel, enough of me chatting. I've got some rapid-fire questions, which I always finish with my guests. Um, So are you ready for this? Yes. Okay, so you're feeling challenged. You feel it in the pit of your stomach. What do you do? Feeling I naturally would look at what is challenging me and chunk it down. Bite-sized pieces, this bit, what will I do with that? This This part of it, I will do that. This part of it. And I really try to understand and clarify what actually is the challenge mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, I love that skill, chunking it down. Mm. That's a great one. Okay, so what's on your nightstand on your bedside table? Oh, loads, because I'm not living in my apartment. Another question. <laughs> a lots of lots of things which really shouldn't normally be there. Oh. Um, books, books, iPads, phones. Um, oh, yes. 
a lot of rubbish. Sorry about that one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what box set or movie have you binged watched recently? Oh, uh, normal people I watched. Everybody watched. I've watched a Nordic Scandi drama and I can't remember what it is called. Nothing has really grabbed me desperately. I'm not a massive TV person. Mm-hmm. Um, or film, really. Sorry about that. But <laughs> <laughs> normal people I did, and that was yeah. Sally Rooney. I'd already read the book. Um, and I started reading Conversation with Friends. And I think they're making that into a film too. So, um, or a box set. So that I think those are my top picks um, recently. Thank you. Yeah, I watched that too. I think on your recommendation. Oh, that okay. was really interesting. Oh, it was. Beautifully written. Yeah. yeah. Ah, okay. All right. Well, thank you very much again, Rachel, for coming along today. As always, guys, I love to hear your feedback. And if you want to be a guest on this show, hey, why don't you just message me? You never know. You could appear soon on this very podcast, the True Growth Podcast with Viv Allen. Do more of what you love with who you love every single day. Ta da! Thanks for listening. If you have enjoyed today's show, I would love it if you'd head over to iTunes and leave me a review. And to show my appreciation, each month I will be randomly selecting one reviewer to win a free coaching call. Simply leave your review for a chance to win. How good is that? 